0: Welcome back, friends. Bill Creasy here with Friday's episode of Scripture Uncovered. On Wednesday, we found Saul consulting with the witch of Endor, who presumably brought Samuel up from the grave, who told Saul he would die in battle. Israel would be defeated by the Philistines. And we learned that David and his 600 mercenaries became the personal bodyguard of Achish, king of Gath, the most trusted people around the king. So what's David going to do? The Philistines completely outnumber the Israelites. Saul is quaking in his boots, and David will lead the fight. David will be the tip of the spear to drive through the Israelites. David's been working as a double agent for almost 10 years now, feeding information to Jonathan, raiding Philistine villages, outposts, killing everybody there, covering it up. But now, now he will be the tip of the spear in the battle. What is David going to do? Because if he engages Israel as the leading warrior of the Philistines, David has no hope of ever Going back to Israel. 1 Samuel 29 at verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered all their forces at Aphek, and Israel camped by the spring in Jezreel. As the Philistine rulers marched with their units of hundreds and thousands, David and his men were marching at the rear with Ahish. The commanders of the Philistines asked, What about those Hebrews? The Philistine officers leading their men didn't trust David. David is in the rear with the king as the military is moving forward. And those Philistine officers did not want David at their back, nor could they trust him driving the spear through the Israelites. Would David turn on the Philistines? They didn't trust him to lead this battle. What about the Hebrews? Achish replied, Is not David, who is an officer of Saul, king of Israel, is this not the very same person? He's already been with me for over a year, with me as my personal bodyguard here. And from the day he left Saul until now, I found no fault in him. But the Philistine commanders were angry. They said, send the man back that he may return to the place you assigned to him, back to Ziklag. He must not go with us into battle. He'll turn against us during the fighting. We don't trust him. How better could he regain his master's favor than by taking the heads of our own men? Isn't this the David they sang about in their dances? Saul has slain his thousands, David his tens of thousands, and the tens of thousands were us? So Achish is between a rock and a hard place. Achish called David. He said to him, As surely as the Lord lives, you have been reliable, and I would be pleased to have you serve with me in the army any day, anywhere. From the day you came to me until now, I have found no fault in you, but the officers don't approve of you. Turn back and go in peace. Do nothing to displease the officers. It's the only thing Achish can do. His own officers would refuse to go into battle with David at the front. He and those men will turn on us. You can... Bet on it. So Akish made the call. David said, what have I done? What have you found against your servant from the day I came to you until now? Remember that day when I came across the field, pretended to be insane, drooling, peeing on your gate? You you said, don't I have enough madmen around here? You got to bring me another one? No, I've proven myself. You know I have. I've been with you for... I've been on the run for 10 years, been in your inner circle for the past year. Why can't I go and fight the enemies of my Lord the King? Well, David's pretty shrewd here because David was looking for a way out of this. Watch him play the role. Akish answered I know you have been as pleasing in my eyes as an angel of God. Nevertheless, The Philistine officers have said he must not go up with us into battle. Now get up early along with your master's servants who have come with you and leave in the morning as soon as daylight. So David and his men got up early in the next morning to go back to the land of the Philistines and the Philistines went up to Jezreel. So David turns back. He's on the way back to Ziklag. About a three-day journey. Now, David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. Now, the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. With David gone, when David up north by the Jezreel Valley, Ziklag's way down in the Negev, and the Amalekites saw that the territory was not protected anymore by David. Nor was David in Ziklag. All the men were gone. So they raided the Negev and Ziklog. They had attacked Ziklog and burned it, and had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, they carried them off as they went on their way. They were going to sell them into slavery, or ransom them back. When David and his men came to Ziklog, they found the, the town destroyed by fire, their wives and sons and daughters gone. David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives have been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and beautiful Abigail, the widow of the full Nabal of Carmel. And David thought to himself, how, how could I have been so stupid? To, to leave the town unprotected? What was I thinking? Even David made tactical mistakes. He was greatly distressed. The men were talking about stoning him. Their families are gone too. Each one was bitter because his sons and daughters were were taken. David found strength in the Lord his God. David prayed, what am I going to do here? David said to Abiathar the priest, son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod, the ephod with the urim and the thummim inside, the yes and the no dice. Abithar brought it to him. David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? The answer was yes. Pursue them. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. So David and the 600 men with him came to Besor, uh, the Besor Ravine where some stayed behind for 200 men were too exhausted to cross the ravine. Now they've traveled south from up in the Jezreel Valley for three days back to Ziklag. And they found that the town was burned and the people were gone. So when David decides to go after the Amalekites, they are, on, they are running, they are on a fast pace. 600 tough mercenary soldiers and 200 of them fall by the wayside in the chase. He left them behind at the Beso Ravine in the rear with the gear. David and 400 men continued the pursuit. Along the way, they found an Egyptian in a field. They brought him to David. They gave him water to drink, food to eat, part of a cake of pressed figs and two cakes of raisins. He ate. He was revived. He hadn't eaten any food or drunk any water for three days and three nights. David asked, to whom do you belong? Where are you from? He said, I, I, I'm an Egyptian, the, the slave of an Amalekite. My master abandoned me when I became ill three days ago. We raided the Negev of the Carithites, and the territory belonging to Judah and the Negev of, of Caleb. And we burned Ziklag. He was there. He was a slave of an Amalekite. Who, when the Amalekites were taking all the loot and the, and, and the, the captives north, he became ill and they just left him behind. David asked, Can you lead me down to this raiding party? He answered, Swear to me before God that you will not kill me or hand me over to my master. And I'll take you to them. He led David down, and there they were, scattered over the countryside, eating, drinking, reveling, because of the great amount of plunder they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from Judah. Oh, they were having a fine time, all drunk, fondling the women. David's two wives? The men's wives? David attacked. He fought them from dusk until evening of the next day. Not one of them got away, except 400 young men who rode off on camels and fled. David attacks the Amalekites. It's a fierce battle that lasts all day. David's slaughtering them, but 400 young Amalekites, whining, sniveling little cowards, got on camels and fled. Camels! A camel can outrace a horse. A camel is fast, and they can go for a long time. Well, David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing, young or old, boy or girl, plunder or anything else. They had got everything back. David brought it all back. He took all the flocks and herds, his men drove them ahead of the other uh, of the other livestock, saying, This is David's plunder. Remember, men are paid in battle according to their performance in battle as decided by the other men. They share the plunder. In the Iliad, Homer's the Iliad, Achilles is the greatest warrior of all time. And Achilles gets the lion's share of the plunder of Troy because of his performance in battle. That's how men were paid in battle with plunder, and they were paid based upon their performance as decided by the other men. David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow him who were left behind at the Bezo ravine. Now these 200 men didn't get to the battle. They were too exhausted. They stayed in the rear with the gear. They came out to meet David and the people with him. As David and his men approached, he greeted them. But all the evil men and troublemakers among David's followers said, Hey, wait, 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 wait. Because they did not go out with us, we are not sharing the plunder with them. Look, this is how it works. Honor and glory. Honor is what people say about you. Glory is your reward based upon your performance. This is This is fundamental in ancient warfare. They they stayed in the rear with the gear while we fought all day long. They get none of the plunder. However, each man may take his wife and children and go. That's a reasonable thing to say. But David replied, No, my brothers, you must not do that with what the Lord has given us. He's protected us and handed over to us the forces that came against us. Who will listen to what you say? The share of the man who stayed in the rear with the gear is to be the same as that of him who went down to the battle. All will share alike. David made this a statute, an ordinance for Israel from that day to this. That is a fundamental shift of paradigm in ancient warfare. Everyone is paid an equal share of the plunder. Unheard of! But David institutes that right here in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Now, when David arrived in Ziklag, he sent some of the plunder to the elders of Judah who were his friends, saying, here's a present for you from the plunder of the Lord's enemies. Dave, Judah is David's tribe. Judah gives them, the elders, a share of the plunder as well. He's ingratiating himself with the elders of Judah. He sent it to those who were in Bethel, Ramah, Negev, Yatir, those in Aror, Simoth, all the towns, all the places, where David and his men had roamed. David, by sharing the plunder with all the towns and all the elders and the villages of Judah, is positioning himself for what's going to happen. David is not in the battle at Gilboa. So what will happen with that battle? what will happen? Well, we shall find out on Monday's episode of Scripture Uncovered. Hey, thanks for being with me. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Keep me in your prayers as I keep you in mine, and I'll be back with you next week. Bye-bye now.